Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia. It's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia, welcome to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues UK Bill's podcast. Got Robin beside me as we talk Bill's news with a UK twist. And we're going back into the division. Back into the AFC East for the first time in what? Five weeks, Three or six four weeks. years, it feels like. Yeah, long time. Since since the Jets game, wasn't it? Yeah, so that's yeah. what. But then, well, we're going three straight AFC games. Yep. Was it two, one away, two at home? Yep. First first one on the road coming up this, this Thursday. We're recording on Monday night. So three <laughs> three nights away, our time. And then, yeah, two, two on the road. So the old, the old enemy. Yeah, I think it. I think to be honest, it's going to be interesting. I think, hmm. I think we've got you're looking at it. Can we repeat the perfect game that we had in Gillette <laughs> last year? Yeah, no, no pressure, lads. Just, just, uh, <laughs> just give us one hundred percent success rate uh, of all of your drives, uh, if you, if you would. I'm going to come at this from a slightly different angle, Matt. Uh, if you're, you're, you're hoping for a uh, a playoff level style of play with a with a half naked Ryan Fitzpatrick in the uh, in the stands, uh, bringing his whole family to uh, to to war it on. I'm just hoping for a win. You know, in 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 sort of Premier League uh, soccer. And uh, by the way, that's what they used to call it in the 1966 and 1970 World Cups. Uh, so there, um, in Premier League soccer, there's the, there's a sort of saying that at certain points of the season, you, you're looking for the performances and you're not too bothered about the results. But by the end of the season, you don't care about the performances. All you care about is the results. If you're trying to escape relegation or you know you're fighting for a Champions League league place or whatever it is, I'm the complete opposite. I don't care what the performance is. I just need us to win, and win the next three. Divisional games, and I want to see the performances by the end of the season. When hopefully we've got everybody back, and we can start thinking about the postseason. But right now, yeah. ugly, uh, disorganized. Um, you know, in you know, sputtering. That was always what Chris Brown always used to describe the Bills' offense in the bad in the in the drought years. I am I'm quite happy to see um, you know an, uh, an unconvincing Bills performance as long as we get the win. Well, I think it. I think. The three stretches and starting with the Patriots is going to be is crucial, really. To oh yeah, to it because what 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 the moment the Dolphins are um, Dolphins are eight and three because they 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 beat a barely existing uh, Texans team, which is which is my wife's team. So um, yeah, she's she's hurting for the Texans. At and the moment. they're what? And they're what? Two and oh, three and oh in the division at the moment. Yeah, um, they are. Well, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, because they beat the Patriots and they beat the Jets. So, yes, they, they, uh, yeah. So yeah, they probably they probably are. Yeah, three and zero. So they're three and zero. We're zero and two. So I mean, we talked about it at the beginning. The split, yeah, could be the um, could be the giver here. But if we can obviously, if we can go three, three and zero. In the next three games in the division, yeah. that sets yeah. us up, and yeah. it kind of rules out any sort of tiebreak on on division yeah. games. Yeah, with... we just need to finish one game ahead of the Dolphins because the best we can do now 
is four and two in the division. If they're already three and oh, they could still lose to us and win the other two and be five and one. So mm. we can the bet all we can do really is is finish one game ahead of them. Which if we beat them and otherwise the results stay the same, we will. Yeah. I mean it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, we made some moves. Yeah. I'm just wondering if we'll see the return of smoke on Thursday, who'd been signed to the practice squad. Yeah, and you, so he's not active you, roster, is he? No. So, no. and you, you've got a guy who, in his 24 games as a Buffalo Bill, yeah, had 1,500 yards, nine touchdowns, 62.9% catch percentage, hmm. only 4.1% percentage or drop percentage, and even a um, a perfect passer rating to boot. Yes. Yeah, he did. Um, he, I mean, it's it's fair to say he was he he was absolutely brilliant. Jo- Josh Allen won't say a bad word about him because you, I think he was I, I, as well as Cole Beasley. I think he was a perfect addition to the team when Josh Allen was was, was starting out, and he was he, McDermott absolutely did the right thing to get a couple of sort of safety blankets, get you know, nice n- n- lots of nice catches, and sort of build up your confidence and build up, build up your skill as you as you learn in the game. It's probably fair to say that that smoke didn't really smoke as 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 much as he uh, as he did in the sort of second half of that um, of that season. I mean, he, he, they cut him at the end of the twenty twenty season, didn't they? Yeah, uh, he didn't make it to twenty one. Cobb he made it to to, to twenty one and, and, and left at the end of that season. He was starting to 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 go. It was you know goes in the legs first, doesn't it? I should know, um, and. It, he, he's there as a as a depth position. He's probably there for a bit of, maybe even a bit of leadership to Khalil Shakir, maybe even a bit of mentoring to to McKenzie. Um, different positions, different skills, but he he'll be there to just as a as a, a different sort of safety blanket. As in, if we get yeah. any more injuries, we'll 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 call him up. But I I wouldn't expect a repeat of of twenty nineteen from him. I mean, I mean, with literally with. The um the practice squad signing of of um of smoke. Do you? I've seen people say this on Twitter. Will that rule out OBJ coming in? Oh, OBJ is confirmed to, to to Buffalo. We can we can we can take any uh, news, even tangentially related to Buffalo Bills, and interpret that as as move, as moving to Buffalo. In all seriousness, the I don't think John Brown making a move has, has any difference. Those two aren't in the same consideration. What OBJ's going to be looking for, I would say, is someone who can win the Super Bowl and someone who can who can give him a contract, which probably leaves you with the Cowboys, who would seem to probably be the favourites, possibly going back to the Giants, although you'd do you really want to go back to your, to, to, to your thing? And are they as good as you know they have been in the, the first half of the season? Or possibly Buffalo. It's probably looking less likely. If you want me to make a bet, I would say it's Dallas's to lose and he'll come to Buffalo if he can't work out a deal with Dallas. I mean, I mean, what, Dallas, what are they at the moment? They're... They're, they're eight and three, I think, as well. Oh man, I should have looked that up. They're <laughs> one behind. They're 
Oh, oh crap! Right, I'm gonna have to the Eagles. The Eagles have got that division. They're in the same division as the Eagles. So yes, they are. Nine, 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 the Eagles are nine and one because they beat. Uh, they won again, didn't they? I they can't. Won. I can't see Dallas going to the Super Bowl even with OBJ on there. Yeah, and they'd have and, to do. It, they'd have to do it from the rows as well, wouldn't they? And you're gonna. And you've got. You've got people that actually are in Buffalo that actually trying to recruit him in and i think given the given how it goes would you rather dak prescott or josh allen as your quarterback oh there's no um there's no um uh debate about it is the dak prescott's a sort of manageable you know it seems like a nice guy but he, he doesn't sort of blow anyone away he doesn't he doesn't terrify people does he yeah eight and three i was right vikings nine nine and two eagles now ten and one yeah, so that's so, two games. But then they play they play them next week though, don't they? So yeah. If the Cowboys, if the Cowboys were to win that, that's ten and two and nine and three. And then all of a sudden you've then got a divisional win over them. You've then got a tiebreaker over them. And you've still got another five games after that. Four mm. games after that. But then you just you just think the um I just lost my train of thought there. Um with with OBG coming in, I mean, if we did get it, yeah. you know he's instantly going to be that upgrade over Davis and he's actually going to get more snaps. I don't know who the Cowboys it, is. It, it, a lot is going to hinge on how good he is after after his injury. He's not he's not like he's signing as a free agent because he's yeah. had a year off or anything like that. It's because he's been injured. Um, so you've got a number of variables at play. Even putting aside the injury for a second, is he still the same player that he was before? Second, if he is the same player that he was before, is he going to be the same player as he was before his injury? And third, and I suspect this is probably the, the biggest factor, is does he want to sign to the end of the season for a possible Super Bowl run? Or is he looking for a three or four year type proper extension and you know, mm. a, ser a serious big deal, uh, you know, a Von Miller deal, let's say. Is he, is, you know, is he going to be looking for that kind of deal? Because if he is, and he probably should be, given his injury status, he's maybe not necessarily going to consider this year to be crucial. He might be thinking, well, maybe the Cowboys are going to be good this year and good the year after that and the year after that. Yeah, but we leave that in the hands of... OBJ and his representatives, and yeah. we are going to talk um talk Patriots and Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah, still waiting for a Sunday at one pm game, aren't we? It's it's oh, another snap. it's another out it's... of another late night. I'm going to be out of the country as well, so I'm going to be in France for a couple of days with work. So I have to figure out some way of watching it. So yeah, one the old one one twenty a.m. Friday morning, isn't it? I mean, look, it's on the road. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna prove that I do at least some research. I'm gonna go through the Patriots um, uh, uh, schedule that they that that they've done to this point. There are six and five team, which you know, there's six and five teams. There's six and five teams. They lost to Miami fairly comfortably. They squeezed past Pittsburgh. They lost to Baltimore. They lost to Green Bay, albeit overtime. Had a good win over Detroit. Had a good win over Cleveland. They lost to the Bears. Mm. They beat the Jets. They had a good win over the Colts. And they had that crazy win over the Jets again. So they've, they've beaten the Jets home and away. And then last last uh, Thanksgiving, they lost a, a, a bit of a close one to Minnesota. It's... There's few games on there that really 
would scare you. There's there's wins on there that you can probably explain away because it was the Lions before they you know started figuring things out. It was Cleveland before they started figuring things out. Two over the Jets, who you know they just can't beat. An Indianapolis mm. team that, that can't figure itself out. And an all, albeit, uh, you know, a close a close run thing. It was a decent game against the Vikings, um, but again, are, are the Vikings a little bit over oversold at, at nine and two. Um, you look at the net. I tell you what's funny, Matt, as well. You look at the last six games that the, that the Patriots have since I've got the page in front of me, playing us, <clears throat> then the Cardinals, then the Raiders, then the Bengals. And they finished with Miami and Buffalo. Now, you could make an argument that they won't win another game for the rest of the season, and they finish yeah. they finish six and eleven. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think they'll win more than two, which makes them an eight and nine team, which is probably I think roughly what I predicted at the start of the season that they'd be a sort of a five hundred team, which is roughly what they are. They're a five hundred type team. They're well coached. They won't. They, they, they won't be thrashed, but they mm. shouldn't scare you. They can't really score points against our defense so long as we can get enough guys out of the out away from the flu bug and the various injuries that they've got. This should be a team that we should beat, even on the road, even in prime time. I think. I think one thing you're looking at with with New England is they don't know. They almost like they don't have an identity. On offense, I mean, defense. They're one. They're probably one. I think one of the strongest defenses um, in the league at the moment. Mm. Um, and, and there's no. They're quite high up ranking in the um, pass and rush. But is this offense? Do they have that identity on the offense? No. Can you see? You, they don't know whether they want to play Matt Jones. They don't want to play Bailey Zap. I think Zap is actually a better quarterback than than Mac Jones. So I'm saying it on there, hmm. but they've had their injury issues as well. And yeah, the run game has not been as good as people expected. They're what they our run game is actually a lot better than New England's run game. We've yeah. run for just over 1,500 yards, and New England, who last year pretty much dominated us. In the run game, only have only run for just under twelve hundred yards. So, is it is it a case that with it you're looking at? We just got to play simple football, turnover less, yeah, um, football to actually win this game. Because if you've got, if you give the turnover, especially if it's in in the um in Bill's half, even with a team struggling on offense, you can't rule out scores on there. And if we can if we get shut out, then who knows? Yeah. It it seems it, it does seem to to indicate I mean I I'm looking at the, the team stats now and they're all rather average. It's you know they they've got twenty one twenty one point seven um average total points they've got 20 24 touchdowns in their 11 games so they're scoring like 
two touchdowns and two field goals kind of a game. You're looking at things like third down and fourth down conversions. They were, they were about in the middle, uh, about average. Their completions are average. The passing yards is, you know, 2,300. It's all sort of all right. And with, you know, enough uh, rubber the green, they're getting enough wins to get to that six and five. But there, there, there's not really anything in there that, that should scare them. Defense is very good. And I wonder if... This is going to be another chance. Hopefully, Josh's elbow is going to be a bit better. But it's just keep trying to develop that run game. Keep trying to give Singletary the ball. Keep trying to give James Cook. He was a little bit patchy last game. Give him another chance. Maybe even give him Hines a few 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 more run runouts as well. And then with that play action, um, see what other soft spots you can you, you can you can get Josh to pick out. You know, and play a you know a small C conservative uh, game, knowing that they can't really hurt you on defense, mm. and then just hope, just do you know don't, you don't have to you don't have to blow them away, but you just have to string enough decent drives together to get a you know a twenty a twenty four fourteen or twenty four. Yeah, 17. I think. Oh, excuse me. Um, I'm just thinking with it. You've I've just lost my train of thought now. How has that happened twice in one freaking um? One freaking uh, recording. Um, no, it's what what offense do you think are we going to see in here? Are we going to see that one that last year um, in New England actually completely dominated and dominated for the first five up to the bye week there? Mm. Are we going to get one that's going to still be slow to actually um, to, to kick off? And that's and if we can start off, I think the key to it is how we start off the the game. If we start off on fire like we were before the bye week, then yeah. I can't I can't see New England actually um trying to stick to the run game, which could cause us issues, and they'll have to force Matt Jones to throw. Yes, and I mean uh, outside of Myers. They really haven't got anyone that's going to trouble us on the receiving end. Yeah. And then we can eliminate what the, the Patriots are strong at and what be strong on since Brady has left, which is their their run game. And we know yeah. we know we've got it in ourselves now to halt that run game. Because we've actually kept Chubb down low yeah. last week. We kept um we kept it low on the rush, on the rush sense, and yeah. that's where we've got. That's what our key to the victory on that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Out to a fast start because if we, if we go go three and out on our first drive, concede a touchdown on our our second drive, on Patriots' first drive, and then go three and out again, we're again playing. Behind behind the scoreboard and not able to play Bills football, playing mm-hmm. almost reckless football, which seems to be the main reason why Josh Allen is giving up these touchdowns, they're giving up these interceptions and incomplete passes. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it's always going to be a, a, a combination of things. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hanging on to you know Romo's play by play descriptions of uh, of Josh's bad elbow. He seemed to have uh, either a, just an educated guess or he had nothing else to go on. Um, yes, you're absolutely right. And and what the Patriots and what Belichick is going to try and do, they're not going to, they're not a team that's built to 
uh, be high powered and come from behind. So yeah, that's exactly what the Bills are going to want to do: get get out to a 10, 14 point lead and try and make Mac Jones beat you with his arm. And he probably can't. What does play into our hands is yeah, as you point out, the run defense has actually been pretty pretty damn good um, for the Bills. So actually, I, I'd almost suspect a reverse of what we saw last year with a much more run heavy approach. What the Patriots will try and do, of course, is try and keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. So as long as we can stop that run and, yeah. and run the ball ourselves, it might be it might not be the prettiest kind of game. But if we can just control that line of scrimmage, if we can just get enough first downs and get down the field, you can always turn to Josh's arm later, which we can do and they can't. So mm. if we get that lead and if you're forcing Mac, Mac Jones to throw, then I think that just plays into our hands all the more. Yeah, I think I think that is the key. I mean, we know we have this offense that we can do it. I mean, we've shown glimpses of it. What I just want to see is how pretty much our red zone offense yeah. back to our red zone offense. I mean, there's a interesting interesting stat that actually um that I've got here in. Our red zone success rate yeah. this year is 40.74. The average for the NFL in the red zone is 42.78. We're below average and and the red zone was our was our is our strong was our strongest point. Yes. Well, excuse me, and Alan barely threw any interceptions, but now it seems like we get down to the red zone and we yeah. We panic, or Josh seems to be finding opposition interceptions rather than rather than obviously Bills players, and that leaves so many points on, and that gives mm. momentum back to the opposition. Yeah, yeah. You wonder what's going on in the in the red zone offense, don't you? I mean, I, the, you know, a lot of people on Bill Bill's Twitter are quick to bash Ken Dorsey and 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 quick to. Um, assigning the blame i'm not seeing yeah i'm not seeing a huge amount of creativity from dorsey if i'm if i'm critical about one aspect of of him i'd have thought he'd be he'd be coming up with some some interesting stuff um on when he gets that we get to those red zones we still don't easily seem to be able to just punch, punch it in with the running game we still don't seem to be able to have a couple of easy go go to throws um mm. for the for, for the receivers and those those interceptions are occurring because Josh is trying to make a throw that isn't there, and, I, and I'm wondering why that is. You you still got Diggs, and I mean we say it every week, don't we? We've got we've got Davis and McKenzie who are fine so long as it's sort of the play call is schemed up properly for them, but they don't seem to be quite capable of of getting free and getting the separation of their own, which means that if they can't free, and you can do that. When you when you're dealing with the real estate in between the twenties, but when you run out when you when when you run out of it, the separation's everything, and they're just not they're just not seeming to get it. So yeah. I hope they're working on it this week. I hope that I mean what I really like to see is more more guys coming back from injury. I'm a bit worried about Dion Dawkins because he doesn't look he hasn't practiced as well. So I'm hoping that they can get a settled settled O line as well because I'm wonder again I'm wondering as well that. Saffold started as well on the on the guard position and not done as much. Spencer Brown's been good at times and, and not good at other times. And I'm just wondering if Josh is, you know, fleeing the pocket, 
flushing almost flushing himself out of the pocket because he's, he's not trusting what the what the line are in are in front of him. I don't know if you've got any O line stats in front of you, but they don't seem to be anywhere near as effective as they there were even earlier in the season or, or last season. I did <laughs> well, I've actually just gone completely from my uh from my list. I mean just you, you, we're seeing it and obviously without without Mitch Morse and Dion Dawkins last week that, that made it a good deal more difficult now. We're all hoping that I think Mitch <clears throat> Morse is back practicing, wasn't he? The injury report came out in the last hour or so. Um made for interesting reading because if you if you take out the um the illness did not participate. The only ones you have left are Von Miller and Dion Dawkins. Everyone else was a full, or mm. or it was an illness. So oh, okay. you hope for a, a slightly more settled offensive line because you know the defensive line of the Patriots is going to be good. Whoever, whoever they whoever they have, you know they're going to give you a game. Yeah, and you just hope there's a bit more settled. Josh is a bit bit. You know, if the elbow is affecting a little less than it was. Little less rattled, little less calmer. Go through the reads, go through the progressions. If Dorsey can just come up with a couple of extra plays, you know, I think I can make all the difference. Yeah, no, with the help, the O line itself is getting back to that play action because there is a stat here. We've got, I haven't watched the whole video from the Color One team. Yeah. And they do excellent work on there. But in 2021, they, on all their plays, they had. 34% of all their play all season were play action. Right. That was fourth in the NFL. This year, so far, they're 24.6% use of play mm. action, which is 22nd in the um, in the league. And it can it can tell the fact that the pressure percentage was 30.5, which was pretty much middle of the run. But in 2022 is 23.9%. So you get more pressure hmm. without actually with the less and less of the um, less and less of play action pass. So it's really something that you, we need to do a bit more. And it's a strength of Josh Allen's. Hmm. It's a strength of Josh Allen's because he can, it can make it difficult then for, for the opposition, because you're going to have Josh who can throw it, who can run as well. Yeah. And having him out play action and even RPO, RPOs where he doesn't always just pull out the pass aspect. I think that really is what Dorsey and this offense need to work on a lot more during the weeks is actually getting that play action game because we can run the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, Singletary is averaging what, about. I think it was about 4.75 yards mm. per carry over the season. And he's only got like under 500 rush yards altogether. The fact we can set up the run, why we don't take effect with the RPO and play action is mm. is something that's, that is really mind-boggling. Yeah, I, I wonder if, and I, maybe I'm... Like giving Ken Dorsey too much of a of a benefit of the doubt, but I wonder if they're trying because whether they've been successful or not, and and let's be honest, they've they've been unsuccessful rather than successful in the certainly in the past few games. But Dorsey's trying to run something much closer to a sort of fifty fifty run v pass mm. rather than the sort of sixty sixty five kind of pass run 
than it was before. And while there's going to be some teething problems, because there always is, because he's trying to change the the identity, that maybe mm. he's trying to make this a season-long job. But w- the work he's doing now is to try and get a Singletary Cook two-man run r- rush game, run game, to set up those RPOs, to set up those play actions. And we just need to kind of watch it play out because what he's doing now in week 12 or coming up week 13 is what you're going to hope he does in the playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs, you better be able to run because there's got the secondary is going to be too good to, to, to pick off the pass. I and mean, you have to be able to, to have a run game that people are a little bit afraid of. So when you come when you come to the pass, you've got better, you've got better opportunities. And what we just need to do is just try and see this thing play out. An interesting stat that Josh Allen out of his eleven interceptions, which lead the league, yeah. and five of them were when they were actually when he was targeting Gabe Davis, who dropped one out of every ten balls yeah. that comes that comes his way. So that is that is a bit of a concern, especially when we're trying to we're trying to do the play action on there. But yeah. we we said this on the on the review show. They need to get Knox involved a lot more and and Quinton Morris and play action, yeah, is the best way to do that. Yeah, absolutely, it, it it absolutely is. Yeah, and you do wonder why why it's not coming through. There's no obvious injury of Knox. I know I think he had one earlier in the season, but um, he seems to be fine now. And the thing is, from, from what I've seen of things like his blocking and that kind of thing, he's definitely taking part. It just seems like he's just not being targeted. It's not that they're trying to target him, but he's not making himself available. It just looks like um, they're just not going to him. Mm. Well. So let's let's switch. Let's go to defense. And one star I want to do in coverage. Yeah, I want you to tell me in coverage who, which defender has the most pass breakups. So my first guess. Oh no, I have to go. I have to go. My first guess by virtue of the fact that they keep picking on him, Dane Jackson. Yeah, seven. Yeah, you see, I, I don't know if that's that's something of a backhanded compliment that that he keep that they keep going after him. So yeah, he's going to pick up a few breakups, but he's going to let a few through as well. Then the next one after that is Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, that was uh, uh, scouts honor. That was going to be my second guess. Christian Benford, Sirian Neal, and Matt Milano joined yeah. third with three. Okay, Aaron Johnson two. Yeah, with Jordan Poyer. And Elam and Hamlin, one yeah. each. And yeah. the fact is that Jackson is not obviously he's been the one that's been targeted the most. But which of our defensive backs, well, let's call them cornerbacks, has actually given out the most touchdowns? Oh, given out the most touchdowns. Mm. Well, I have to be the person who's out there the most often. I'm going to say Elam. Nope. Who is it? Taron Johnson. Oh, really? He's given up five. He's given up five touchdowns. Then Dane Jackson with three. Yeah. yeah. Benford and Lamb have only given up one touchdown. Oh, good for them. Well, I and guess so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the one thing. I mean, now with White, hopefully... They'll give him more than two snaps, two two drives against 
Try and get a half out. Try and get a half out of him at least, and then be if ready to get, go against Miami. If they get a half out of him, Benford's on IR. Yeah, Elam um, is actually now really started to get into his actual um, his game and feeling more confident. We get him on, and we get half out of out of White ready for the Jets game. Yeah, we've got we've got Xavier Rhodes coming. Yeah, and that can do it. I mean, Elam against the Lions, he he had, they only target him once. Yeah, and. That was no reception on that. He had 13 coverage snaps, one target, zero receptions for a 39.6 passer rating allowed. And he's not allowed any more than 35 yards in a single game since week five. Yeah, that is impressive. Well, he's, and, not, even, he's not even mentioned on the injury report either. I don't know if that's a, an omission, but I think they would have had to have... And no, they don't have, so if he's fully recovered and he's played, then they don't have to list him on there because they don't they haven't listed um what do you call it? Who they haven't I'm thinking about they have listed that's been on yeah. there for okay. If he's not on there, that's good because that, that hopefully gives us a starting uh pairing of Trey White and Kyrie Elam then, doesn't it? But yeah, yeah, so and you and you're looking at it and you get that and you've got a more stronger a stronger team then no disrespect to Dane Jackson I said we talked about this last in the review show but yeah it might be time that even if Trey White plays half a half they give him that I don't know what the plan is to get him back in there yeah. but you have um you have obviously Xavier Rhodes yeah. to to call upon as that veteran and even and people are probably Camelos is still around. Camelos is there, but even then, someone you probably not know this. Obviously, Saron Neal. Okay, he hasn't had any. He hasn't given up a touchdown. Yeah, when he's played, obviously he has no interceptions, but he's had three pass breakups. Well, so we've got you, we've got talent there, but it's just managing Trey White, and I think the best news. On this defense is that both, um, both uh, what do you call it, um, Russo and Edmonds. Yes, I were, think full, I think, were full practice. Yeah, I think I think Tremaine Edmonds, and it, as long as Matt Milano is okay as well, I think if those two are on the field, that that just help absolutely helps everybody out. That takes pressures off the corners, takes pressures off the D line. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll probably save it for a later episode. But um, as as I as I'm always saying, why I don't think they'll extend Jordan Poyer, I think the fact that they have to extend Ed Oliver and Tremaine Edmonds, um, mm. I think makes that makes that an absolute certainty because I think the the um, the indispensability of those two players. Um, but yeah, if 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 Tremaine if Tremaine's back, um, Jordan Poyer's okay. And Hamlin's okay. He gets over gets over his illness, and you'd you'd hope so. The the defense looks so much better. Like I say, if we can get Trey back to hundred percent for the Dolphins game, hundred percent snaps. I mean, I think um, he, I think the other one is is obviously Epinesa. I yeah. think what is he? He's he's full practice, and that is yeah. that's a good thing. Even though there is a worrying stat with um, with Epinesa, he's still a guy that that can make the plays on there. 
Yeah. And that is the missed tackles. Yeah. It's 60, 66.7% missed tackles from, from AJ Epinesa. This is from cover one. The next yeah. next one on that list is Saron Neal at okay. 28.6% of Crikey, so 66% down to 20, 28%. 28% doesn't sound too bad. That's like one out of four, isn't it? Yeah. That's not that bad. But 66, that means you miss a tackle two out of three. And you're looking at you're looking at list. You've got Von Miller's there at 22.2%. Yep. Greg Rousseau is all the way down at 13.3% oh, of missed tackles. That's like one in eight. Yeah, and seven out of eight, he gets his man. Yeah, exactly. I think we've we've really missed Russo, haven't we? And yeah. I think this is this is a good thing. Now we've got Jones and Ed Oliver in the um in the middle wreaking havoc. Yeah, we now get we okay. We're going to ro- probably rotate Russo quite a bit sure. on Thursday to build it up. But we have him out when we have all three of those out. It's going to be difficult for an offense. To actually um to cope with them because Russo has had a breakout year, yeah this year, especially one as limited as uh, as the Patriots as well, yeah yeah and and that's important because you you while they may not score much they may still soak up with quite a bit of the possession so getting them off the field on those third downs and getting the ball back and you know making some first downs of our own um, mm. it's going to be a big help and it just just helps with I think just resetting and just re improving or re galvanizing the the confidence of of the offense i think yeah. i think that i think i think getting the win against the lions and in, in, in particular that, that incredible throw which i think I, I watched another three times today um just to cheer myself up um i think i think the offense needed that little boost and i think just getting those few extra first downs against the patriots as well i think whatever happens i'll i'll stick my neck out i think we're going to win i i just think um the offense, yeah, it's, yeah, it's about getting the win more more than anything. But I think just getting just getting those few extra, particularly run led first downs, is going to be really good and it's going to pay off big time near the end of the season. And having yeah. the defense to get the Patriots off the field is part and parcel of that. So coming to it, what you obviously you believe it's going to be a win? What what are you putting a score on that? Yeah. Oh, got 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 to put a score on it. I'm gonna say because last time I said 26-17 and I got it was 28-25, so I was I was almost there for the Bills score. I think it's going to be a low scorer because you don't you don't make a mug out of Belichick, whatever whatever you say about it. You don't you don't get blown. He doesn't get blown out in in games. But I think we'll still have a good Josh will have a good couple of throws in him, and I think we'll have have a decent run game. So I'm gonna say. I think the Patriots will 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 have a couple of good drives as well. So I'm going to say 24-16, Bills. Okay. Well, I'm putting it out here that Josh Allen is 4-0 on Thursday games. Yeah. 108.1 um, quarterback rating. 73.6 completion percentage. 10 passing touchdowns, 3 rushing touchdowns. And averaged um, average margin of victory nineteen points on a Thursday since twenty since twenty twenty. Yeah, we've, we've scored against New England. We've scored an average of thirty points per game, holding him to sixteen point four 
points a game. Yeah. I think, yes, New England have a strong defence, but I believe that our defence is quite capable of holding Mac Jones and whatever or whatever quarterback they've done and these um and these wide receivers and the fact that our run game's good we've got Ed Oliver having a breakout Daquan Jones yeah um being stellar and we hopefully have Russo Edmonds and Trey White for a while I can see I can actually see what they actually say the average Marsha victory of 19 points okay. I'm actually going for 31 17 Okay. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. I'm happy with that too. So that's that is the show for that. What we're gonna, well, obviously we, obviously we could say that the final words of there's obviously no showing of the um of the game at the Bell or at Junior Jacks. So obviously, please wait till the next following week against the Jets. Um, that'll be a that'll be easy. Jets then Dolphins? I thought it was Dolphins then Jets. No. Jets and Dolphins. Jets and Dolphins, fair enough. Two at home. Yeah. Because okay. it's the eleventh of um the eleventh of um December is the Jets yeah. game because I will be going up to London for it. Okay. Yes. So I will be back in the um back in the bell on that day. But Obviously, we'll reconvene and bring you a review show when we go when we go nine and three in this um, in this game, and actually uh, put more pressure on the um, on the Dolphins. Obviously, keep following us on all all the socials. You know mine. You know Robin's. You know Mark's. Um, you know where to find us at um, on Twitter and Instagram and. Facebook and all I can say is for Robin and myself Matt is good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening and let's go Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Bills. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know anything about work. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.